It's time for Yes, I Can Living. Entrepreneurial women all have one thing in common. We want to consistently improve our lives to be the best it can be. I'm your host, Kathy Alessandra, and I'll be interviewing inspiring women who think outside the box, color outside the lines, and live beyond the limits of their fears. They're living all in and playing full out, creating their best life and embodying Yes, I Can Living. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Yes, I Can Living show, podcast and TV. Anyway, welcome. I'm Kathy Alessandra, the Yes, I Can coach, and I am so excited that you have decided to join us today. If you have not yet grabbed your free subscription to our magazine, be sure to do that. We have our first print issue coming out, and um, we would love to get that in your hands. Of course, we have our digital edition as well, if you prefer to read online, but you can find it all out at yesicanliving.com. So today I have a very special woman, um, a mompreneur that I met a number of years ago. We were just talking about before we got on. We're figuring about 10 or so years ago. Um, Her name is Ayanthe Morrow. Now she's a former actress, writer, turned mompreneur. And after discovering scented candles can be toxic, Ayanthe found clean burning coconut wax and objects with purpose. The wearable candle was born. Using her background in performance art, design, and styling, she created an eco luxury brand to deliver safe candles and conscientious buyers everywhere. Her candles have been in the Oscar swag bags, the Today Show, Dr. Oz, and over 200 stores across the country. Her expertise in product design and development has led her to creating custom candles for others, other ethical brands and entrepreneurs, including Mindy Carling, Tyler Henry, The Hollywood Medium, and Fox Studios. So, Ayanthe, welcome. I'm so excited to have you here today. Thank you, Kathy. Listening to that, I'm thinking, who is that lady? I kind of want to meet her. She sounds cool. Oh, you are super cool and have been a great friend and, like I said, known you for a lot of years. We originally met through business, you know, through a business coach and an event and, um, and then it just kind of went from there. You and I had partnered on a couple of things and you've been involved in a couple of things I've been in. And it's been so fascinating and inspiring to watch your journey through all these years. And I just wanted to bring you to the audience so you could share all of that, all the lessons learned, or at least a couple. <laughs> I'll share time. as many as I can to help people. I'll tell you, we all need to support one another. <laughs> many lessons to be learned as a mompreneur. Absolutely, yes. Women supporting women, no doubt. Well, let's talk a little bit first if you could tell us why and how you started your business I was at a time when I was my kids were really little I had been so grateful I was a stay-at-home full-time mom and my husband at the time was never home and so at the time I thought people would say to me how do you do it how can you you're always alone with your kids and I thought it's actually a blessing because I I have the opportunity to do this incredible work of raising children in an ethical and a virtuous way. And that was my my big thing. And then I was diagnosed with Graves' disease, which is a thyroid disease, which there's a literal lump in your throat. And I started to to ask myself on a spiritual level, what am I not speaking? Why do I have a lump in my throat? Um, So as I went down the medical road, I had radioactive iodine treatment to cure it. All these things were going on. And in that, I discovered what I wasn't speaking is that I wasn't in a relationship that was able, I was able to continue being in with my then husband. And this was huge for me because I'm someone that is very loyal and believes in commitment and believes actually in the sanctity of marriage. This was a huge thing for me to unravel. 
And I had to do it because it was literally killing me, taking me down. There were other diseases that came into play as well. I want to tell you all, spoiler alert, I am healthy today. So I'm just going to say that not to worry you all. But at the time, I was very unhealthy and very scared. So when I said yes to divorce, I immediately had to think, well, now I'm not the same stay-at-home mom. It's not going to work that way. I have to create something for myself. I had always been entrepreneurial. I was that kid that would set up her whole bedroom as a store and invite my family in to buy things with my little cash register. So I always knew I would create something and sell something. Um, and that's when I was lighting candles every day. And I grew up in a family, very bohemian, uh, very spiritual. Who would My mom would always light a candle after school. We'd get home and she'd sort of set a mood and say a little blessing. And I also have a Jewish side of my family. We would do Shabbat and that's also blessings on candles. So candles had an importance in my life already, always. And as I kept lighting the candles and asking for guidance and manifesting what's next for me, I realized that the candles I was lighting were toxic. And I started to get more into that. And I went down this rabbit hole of, oh my goodness, I can't be burning petroleum in my house with my beautiful children breathing it and my dog and me as I've got this autoimmune disease and what could possibly be contributing to disease in my life. And so I couldn't do it. I also couldn't give up lighting beautiful candles. And I wanted fragranced candles. I didn't want to just light scent-free and beeswax, which was seeming like the only alternative back in 2008. Right? In 2008, people weren't talking about even soy candles or healthy candles. This just wasn't part of the conversation. So I made it part of the conversation for me. And then I decided I have to share this. This is it. This is what I need to do. I need to create a product that delivers clean, safe candles to everyone that loves to light candles and is obsessed with fragranced candles and luxury candles. I will figure this out. I had never done a product in my life. I didn't go to business school. I didn't start with a business plan. I was an actress who'd been a stylist who'd been a drama teacher, who had done elder hostel story times at a camp, who had done baby story times <laughs> at another wow. camp at a preschool. And here I was deciding I'm going to make a product. So I love it. I love it. Well, you followed a need, you followed a passion, you had a desire, and you also needed to figure something out. So putting it all together and objects with purpose was born. I love it. I love it. So through the 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 number of years that you've had the business and I mean I know um, I've seen you at gift shows I've you've been at my own some of my own events you know with with a booth and sh selling candles um, I know that you've been on various like the Today Show the Oscar swag bags um, you even had a store in Malibu for a while came by and saw that that was awesome so what has been your biggest challenge as you've gone through growing your business and how did you overcome it my biggest challenge has always been that my creativity gets ahead of having systems and a foundation. So to break that down a little bit, the analogy I like to use is that I've been building the plane while I fly it, and I do not recommend that. So what happens then is I'm constantly, and this is another, this is a funny pun, but I'm constantly putting out fires in my business. Rather than leading and setting up, okay, I have this foundation and these systems, so that I'm just going, okay, what's coming at me that needs to be solved right now? And then I don't have time to do the bigger picture. I don't have time to actually set a tone of calm stability in my business on the back end. So that's been the biggest challenge is harnessing my creativity, allowing it to be there, and then giving it the support of systems, the right kind of team 
and the kind of development and plan that will allow for the chaos to stop, <laughs> for the business to grow. Mm -hmm. Okay, interesting. So, because I am one, I mean, I know what you're saying. I mean, there's times I've just gone off, I've come up with an idea and I jump full in, right? And there's times that's cost me a lot of money. But, um, you know, fleshing out the idea and all that kind of thing. So do you really, I mean, are you getting like staff and ideas and the business plan for each product or whatever in place before you actually launch things then? Yes and no. Yeah. On the best on the best days, yes, I do. Um, I've certainly gotten better at this over the years. <laughs> and yeah, it's I it's still a work in progress. Right. right. Well, it's all we all yeah, we're all a work in progress, right? <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about um, an email I got a few days ago from you. Um, and this is being taped, you know, early, so this will be a couple months in once we, uh, our listeners actually hear this, but Objects with Purpose, you're making a shift, or what kind of had to make a shift. So what, can you share a little bit more with our listeners about that, and um, how you're going about it, and, you know. Yeah, I like to ask, how is this happening for me, and not to me? Mm -hmm. yes. And that's an empowered place for me to be. So COVID and the shutdowns that happened across our country for people to stay in place orders that happened months ago now, um, now and, and when you're listening to this, it will be even more months from now. Uh, what happened was I, in creating the foundations and stability in my business, I decided to really focus on wholesale. I do have a retail website, but the wholesale was a bread and butter thing because I could count on every three months there would be this store would reorder and every month this store would reorder and I could then make projections and it just was better to just calm the chaos to have about 90% of my business be wholesale. Well, you can imagine what's happening. So when the shutdowns happened and all the mom and pop stores, about 200 stores across the country that my candles have been carried in, all of them had to close their doors. Suddenly in one day, my business went down 90%. I didn't know when it would recover. So I quickly pivoted. I said, how is this happening for me and not to me? This is happening for me because this is an opportunity for me to see what it's like to just really do switch and flip it and do 90% retail and get people to my website and really sell direct to the customer. And I love that. I love that idea. So that's what happened. I started doing that. And after doing that for about three months, I want to tell you that I wasn't in the mood to constantly remind people to buy candles or buy anything because of everything that was going on in our country. And I'm not to say that I don't believe that we all need reminders of beautiful things. And look, we're all stuck at home more than ever. We need our sacred space at home to be beautiful. We need to have scented candles and beautiful things around us to remind us of the good times and that they're coming again. To give us a centered, beautiful thing like a candle is, a, is lovely. I'm not saying, however, I noticed that my energy wasn't in sales. It just wasn't there and I could only push myself so much. I still did it. I still did sell. I talked about it on social media. I did do my email campaigns to my list of subscribers. However, it was just too little too late. In the end, I ran out of cash flow. I ran out of the ability to keep this system going of 90% retail. It just couldn't pivot as quickly as I wanted. I tried many different ways and it, it just didn't, it's not enough to sustain it. So I have to pause. I'm calling it a soft close. As you've heard of a soft opening, this is a soft close in that I'm closing the website. Now that you're listening to this, the website is closed. 
However, on objectswithpurpose.com, there should be a landing page there right now if I've done my due diligence and my systems are in place and my chaos is calmed. You will see a landing page that has something adorable on it to explain that you can still order some custom candles and bulk orders. I just don't have my line of 14 cents and four sizes available to the public and to anyone going forward for the time being. Nice. Okay. So you've had you've pulled it down. You've had to shrink the inventory and and um, and pivot and make a change, right? Yeah. So may I ask you what is next? Yes. So what I'm finding is when I start when I was an actress years and years ago, I got and this is this is emotional for me to talk about, but I'm doing it anyway. I love you, Kathy. Here it comes. <laughs> I might cry. <laughs> okay. Hey, you know what? That's all loud. All good. I felt, I felt so vulnerable being the product. It was so vulnerable. And I said to myself, I'm too sensitive for this. And I left the acting world because I was the product. And being that the way that I look and just who I am, I was always up for ingenue roles. And it was always down to, you need to lose five pounds. Your hair's too long. Your hair's too, whatever it is, things that were it really killed my spirit. That's not why I went into acting. And I said to myself, I don't want to do something that is, I am a product. I want to take something outside of myself that I can go, look, this is an actual physical product that I create that you get to have. So, the, so I did that. And now here's the weird, amazing thing that's happened. <laughs> I feel now I've been hiding behind a physical product of a candle because I actually have so many things that I have not shared with the world, that I have skills that I've honed over the many years of being a human on this planet and all the work that I've done in the past that culminate into to things that I want to offer to other entrepreneurs, particularly women entrepreneurs, in ways that I can support them in a service-oriented way that isn't a product. So now I'm going, wait, I've been hiding behind this candle product. And I have other things that I can offer. So just to be, not to be so coy about it, I'll tell you exactly what I'm offering. Um, I've been a writer for years. I'm published. I was published in the New York Times Magazine. I was published in Maria Shriver's Sunday Paper. I love writing. I have written everything from poetry, short stories, to even a novel that's hidden away that nobody knows about that is yet to be completed. I am in a women's writing group with incredible writers who are all published and working writers. And I've always, this has always been something I do for myself, for my soul. And now I realize I have all these friends who call me over the years and say, can you help me come up with this title for this newsletter? Can you help me come up with what I put um, on my website as the tagline? Can you help me with my social media post and what do I say? So people have called me a wordsmith. I think that's fine. I don't, I don't know what, I, I, <laughs> you can call it whatever you want. I love language. I love communicating. I love finding ways to communicate that capture a person's, the feeling and who they are. In fact, this is back to my acting stuff. So I like to drop myself into my psyche, into someone else's body and psyche and imagine what's happening through their eyes and translating that into words that make sense for their brand. So I'm doing that now for two other women entrepreneurs and it's so much fun. Awesome. And I'm finding, so this is something else I'm going to be offering. That's one thing and we'll see yep. what else. There might be more. I've got other ideas too. I love, it. I love it. You know, I mean, we, I think we all go through seasons in our lives, right? I mean, there's depending upon our age or kids or marriage, you know, whatever there is, there's seasons that we go through. And I think we take 
you know, all the things that we've learned from the various seasons to create whatever the next season, you know, is going to be. So, um, so this is your new season and I love it. I love it. Taking, taking what, you know, you're passionate about and you love and the words and, you know, walking, slowly closing the door on one and opening a new door. So that's awesome. Congratulations. So tell me a little bit about, um, let's talk about, you know, you've, you've been an entrepreneur for a lot of years. So if there was one thing that you wish you'd known when you started Objects with Purpose that you know now, what would you tell your younger self? Don't be afraid of the numbers. Don't be afraid of the parts of the business that aren't necessarily what you would consider the fun, pretty, glittery parts. You need to pay attention, please. I would say, Iante, just look at those numbers from the very beginning. And if you don't feel comfortable looking at those numbers, and when I say looking at those numbers, I'm talking about in a product business specifically, understand what it truly costs to make that product. Mm -hmm. Understand what the margins need to be for you to make profit and have the teams and the systems in place for you to support all of that. Yeah. I didn't do that until too late in my business. And then it was always playing catch up with cash flow. And I eventually got it, but I would tell anyone starting in business, really be clear. I learned something from someone you had on your podcast already, Starlad, and she says, money loves clarity. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I was not clear with my numbers, which meant the money wasn't loving me at the beginning. <laughs> and it was, a, it was a lot of catch up that I had to play. So that's what I would tell myself. It's not the cutest part of the business. It is so necessary. And it's so good to know. It's so safe knowing that you understand your numbers are built in for you to have profit. Otherwise, why are you in business? Mm -hmm. We've got to have profit. Right. Right. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. I, you know, I, I find so many of the women entrepreneurs that I work with are afraid, you know, literally afraid to look at the numbers. And then and they don't look at their P&L on a regular basis. Right. That and that's me. really, yeah, exactly. That's the foundation of running a business. You've got to know your numbers. You've got to know what's coming in, but you've also got to know what you're, what's going out so that you can make empowered decisions. If nothing else, it's, it's, it's empowering you to be the best CEO you can be, right? So yes. it's, it's, an, it's a critical part. And, um, and if you don't know how to read a P&L, there are plenty of people out there. <laughs> Both By of way, they can help. I'm going to out myself and tell you that I don't even know that I, if you said to me P&L, 10 years ago, 11, 12 years ago, I might have said, what does that stand for? Okay. Oh, profit and loss. I mean, I was literally that, I had a blind spot so big <laughs> that right. I wouldn't have known what you said when you said P&L, right. profit and loss. Yeah. I do know what it is now and I do look at it now. Hopefully everybody listening, but you're right. I mean, it's when I first started my magazines, my, my very first magazines, 20 seven years ago or whatever it is at this point, you know, and, and figuring out the pricing of an advertisement, what the costs were and all that, right? And you forget to, um, some, I did uh, 27 years ago, you know, forgot to put in some of the just daily running costs of the business, right? And that can sink you really fast if you're not really setting yourself up in the, in the right way. So, um, yeah, super important. If you need help along those lines, um, reach out and we can refer you to some great resources. <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, let's talk a little bit about success. How would you define success? You know, it's kind of the same idea that I have about raising children, which you heard me talk about, wax poetic about how important that is to me. Um, I say to my about raising children that 
they're successful if they can love and be loved. So success to me is, are you able to give and receive? Are you able to love and be loved? Do you have enough abundance that you can actually share with other people who might need something? Are you, um, that's true success. So whatever that looks like, whatever number that is, ask yourself, am I, do I have the energy and the resources to give to others? If the answer is yes, that is success to me. I love that. I love that, Ianthe. <laughs> so agree with you. Totally resonate on that one. So I am sure there's some people who would like to connect with you. They're hearing your story and like, oh, you know, yes, I need some word help. <laughs> you know, or I might be interested in getting some custom candles. Where would somebody go to find you? How? What, what are the different ways we can find you now? So my Instagram is my favorite. I just love my Instagram and it's staying it's objects with purpose so at objects with purpose on instagram i always answer my dms i love engaging there i also have my personal email i'm happy to share is i m i a n t h e at me.com so it reads i'm Iante at me.com <laughs> uh yeah also, my website, objectsofpurpose.com, the landing page exists, and that's a way for, I will always have updated ways for you to reach me. That's going to live there so that you can reach me for all the things. And, and hopefully by the time this airs, you're going to go there to that landing page and see some fun things that I'm sharing that I can do, including product development. I do love helping other people create products in their business, so that's fun love um, as well. So there'll be a lot of fun things on there. I'm hoping there'll be some kind of a montage video, too. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. This is creating accountability for me right now and saying this it out loud. Is, it is. It I is. Know it that is. This will live in the future. <laughs> so there you go, everybody. Objectswithpurpose.com and go check it out and <laughs> let's see what's up there. Fantastic. So my last and final question that I ask all of our interviewees is what makes you a yes I can woman? <laughs> well, I laugh because um, I have this thing where I'm really allergic to automatic no's. When somebody has an automatic no, I'm like, I just can't believe it. Because the truth is, it, we have to, okay, this goes back to my acting training as well. There's an exercise we do in improvisation. And I used to teach this also when I taught drama. And it's called yes and, dot, dot, dot. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the idea is that it stops the energy. If you don't say yes, it stops the energy. It just, it cuts off whatever you're flowing with. Mm -hmm. And I really believe in flowing with the energy, saying yes to what's coming. The and piece allows you to add boundaries, <laughs> uh -huh. add something like, uh, are, like, in other words, somebody could say to you, um, would you create this custom candle for me? Yes, and it's going to be a process of about three months. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so there's a boundary there. It's not just yes, blindly. So I do, I am a yes and woman because yes is very important energy to me. It's the energy of moving things forward. It's the energy of acceptance. It's, it's a very uh, empowering energy. I love that. You know, as the yes I can coach, people ask me all the time, you know, 
how do you say yes to everything, right? And, and I've always said it's strategic yeses and abundant no's, right? You know, definitely knowing your no. But I love this yes and, and then adding the boundary, you know, um, you know, whatever that boundary is for what the question is. So. And any of our theater nerds out there like me will understand this right away. <laughs> you get in big trouble in improv if you don't do yes and. <laughs> Yes, and I love it. Well, Leonthe, it has been so much fun uh, having a little chat here, catching up with you and hearing what is next for you. So exciting. Big, you know, as we were talking about, we all have different seasons in our lives. And so, you know, one season comes to an end and the new season blossoms. And I'm super excited for you and what's to come. And um, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and tips with us. Much appreciated. Thank you for this beautiful forum in which to do that. And I so appreciate you, Kathy. And it's so much fun for me to listen to the other podcasts and to see all the amazing people that you have on here. I'm, I'm really grateful to be part of it. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, that concludes this episode of Yes, I Can Living. I'm so glad that you joined us today. I hope that you're able to live your Yes, I Can. And any support needed, you know where to find us, yesicanliving.com. Have a wonderful, beautiful day. And here's to living your yes. Take care. Bye-bye.